Our reading this morning is taken from Ephesians chapter 2 and uh, beginning at verse 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. Thank you, Judith. Beautifully read, my dear. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that this passage tells us that Jesus is our cornerstone and he's my cornerstone. And we just pray now that as we look at this together, that we will learn that afresh and be able to use it in the coming week. Amen. Well, we've already had uh, some demonstrations of, of Lego building, haven't we? And I wondered, what is your favourite piece of Lego? Everyone has one, don't you? You, sort of, you, you, you rummage through the box, uh, you're looking for that special piece that you just, you just kind of like. Here's mine. Very, very boring. I'm an accountant. It's just that little, little square is my favourite. I asked Ben, what was your favourite? You you're going to have to wander into camera, aren't you, to show us this? Yeah. Mine's, um, I've got two. Mine's the green like rectangle. Ooh, that's an orange colour. Well, yeah. But also a motorbike, because... Oh, I need, come on, that doesn't count. Well, that, motorbike. That, that stays at my desk, so I'm bored during Zoom meetings. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right, I didn't time that into the sermon, really, but never mind. Well, so, my favourite. That little square. Because it fills in gaps so nicely, doesn't it? And when you're building a little house or something, it's great just, just to fill in the corner. In fact, you can build whole things just on that one, can't you? And when I read this passage, whenever I read this word cornerstone in the Bible, that's kind of what comes to mind. So do open your Bibles up, if you close them, whichever version you've got, Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 19. And let's think about what Paul is talking about, because he's not, surprisingly, talking about Lego. He's talking about us. He's talking about everyone who follows the Lord Jesus. Um, the church, I suppose, in other words. Uh, he says, as, as um, Ben just said, that we're, we're a building. We're like a temple. I can't tell where the slides are. Oh, they are. There you are. Um, this is the one in Ephesus where um, he was writing to. Uh, and Paul says we're like a, a holy temple, that's verse 21, because it's as though God lives there, and he does, he lives in us. And this temple, he says, is built on Jesus, the cornerstone. So, in the next few minutes, I want to think about two things. Firstly, what does that mean, that Jesus is our cornerstone? And secondly, well, what do we do about it? And then we're going to think about some other stuff later on. So what does it mean that Jesus is our cornerstone? Well, 
the cornerstone used to be the most important part of a building. In the old days, before concrete and all that sort of stuff, um, you couldn't build a big building like this without a cornerstone. It's a big, solid block of stone. I've got one here. Um, this is one that... Uh, this... I don't know what camera I'm on now, but never mind. This is a medieval cornerstone. It comes from uh, an abbey in Norfolk, and it used to help hold up the old abbey. And it's a solid thing. Look, I can stand on that, and I'm, I'm pretty safe up here. And that's what Paul says the cornerstone is for us in the church. Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the foundation. The church rests on him. In fact, you could say, no Jesus, no church. The church is Jesus, and Jesus is the church. In fact, John Stott says that uh, it's an important thing to remember that we are not a body of Christians, but we are the body of Christ. And actually the word church literally means the Lord's people. So together we might call ourselves a church, but we are the Lord's people, resting on this cornerstone. Well, what are we going to do about that? Well, there's quite a lot we could do about it, but one thing that comes out of this passage is that we deliberately and we consciously keep Christ at the centre of all that we do. Every time we get together, all the time, we are resting, we are focusing, we are thinking about this cornerstone. Now, I guess over lockdown, a lot of us will have dipped in to other churches. You might have done that literally, or you might have visited them uh, online. Uh, if you're visiting us today, by the way, wherever you're from, whichever country you're in, um, you're very welcome. But you know, whatever church you've dipped into over the last few months, it's only really a church if Jesus is the cornerstone. And maybe as we're looking at coming out of lockdown, you're thinking, well, I'm heading back to college. Going to be able to get back to that different life. Um, maybe you're new to the area, not had a chance to, to look around yet and explore uh, what's going on. Maybe you've just been feeling over the last few months, do you know, it would be good for me to get back to church. Well, we'd love to see you here, but actually it doesn't matter which church, which gathering you go to, as long as Jesus is the cornerstone. Because if he's not, it's not church. And in practice, that will work out in what happens on a Sunday. We will praise him and we will pray to him. But there's something this passage tells us that's more than that. Look at verse 20. Paul says, uh, we're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Now the apostles and the prophets are really just the people who have told us about the Lord Jesus. And the way they tell us about the Lord Jesus is in here, in the Bible. This is where we read what the apostles and prophets are telling us. And that means 
that as the Lord's people resting on the cornerstone that is Jesus, we're going to take his word seriously. It means we're going to read this book and it means we're going to study it and we're going to take it seriously. And I have to say there are plenty of churches you can go to and we can go to where we'll hear Jesus' name mentioned and may sing lovely songs about him. But it's a bit like this really. Just because something looks like Marmite, it really isn't. I have to say, Aldi, I'm sorry, this is just nowhere close. I did actually do a taste test. I don't know what we're going to do with that. It's, it's, it's not good, that, that, that second jar. But, you know, just because something looks the right shape doesn't mean to say it's the real thing. The church rests on Jesus, the cornerstone, and it takes his word seriously. Psalm 119, verse 89 says that God's word is firmly fixed and is our delight. Firmly fixed. So we delight in it, but it is firmly fixed. You know, in those days, this is a bit of an oddity reading this passage, I think, to us. In those days, the foundation would have been on top of the cornerstone. You might get an idea here from that. Can you see uh, at the top, this is the whale, what's left of the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem, and you can see the, sort of the bricks right at the top and then you can see what's effectively the foundation, those bigger stones. But those bigger stones are resting on much, much larger stones that are almost out of sight, down at the bottom. So the foundations are resting on the cornerstone and, of course, the rest of the building has to follow that direction. They've got no choice, have they? The wall is in all the same direction, set by the foundations, set by the cornerstone. And, you know, that's exactly the same for us. If we follow Jesus, we delight in his words, we take them seriously, but we can't move the cornerstone. We can't change the direction. We have to listen to what Jesus says to us through his words. Doesn't mean we're always going to get it right. We will make mistakes, but I just came across this post. I thought this was a lovely little, uh, it was a blog by the Archbishop of Denver, who I don't know, but great little comment, where he says, if Jesus is the measure by which decisions are made, he says, we're not going to go far wrong. Jesus is the measure. He guides everything we do. He is our cornerstone, and the foundations live on top of that. So, Jesus, our cornerstone. Jesus is, is not Lego. He's our cornerstone. He's at the heart of everything we do. He is the heart of everything we do. No Jesus, no church. Well, we saw earlier, didn't we, that uh, Jesus is our cornerstone, the, the cornerstone that we, people of God, the church, rest on. But now we're going to have a think about this slightly different aspect. Just look at verse 22 with me. You say, Paul says we are being built together to become a dwelling for God through the Holy Spirit. So this building, this temple, involves all of us. I'm saying that, there's hardly anybody in the building. This is very weird, but all of us, wherever 
we are. And look at verse 19, same sort of idea. We are fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Peter's phrase, he talks about us being living stones, doesn't he? All resting on the cornerstone that is Jesus. So let's think, instead of what it means for us as a group, what does it mean for each one of us individually to be resting on that cornerstone? And um, uh, maybe a little bit like, like, like Pinky, I'm going to suggest there are two things that it means for us. One is it means we do something, and the other thing, it means we do nothing. We do something and we do nothing. And if you're like me, you're probably quite good at doing nothing. So let's, let, let's start there. Because just as the church rests on Jesus, well, so does each one of us. That means that Jesus is holding me. He's holding me safe. It means I don't need to do anything else to make me right with God. I don't need to do anything else to sort of prove my identity or anything else like that. We are his children. We rest on him. But the fact is, isn't it, that all of us find other things to rest on. If you like other bits of Lego, although I'm swapping to Duplo for the effects, but never mind. So it might be that some of us, I hope these are going to stay up. They did in practice, but they're not going to now, are they? Oh, that's a point. Never mind, we'll find a way. So maybe some of us rely on money, or maybe we'll stack it up like this. Maybe uh, it's all about education and O-levels and A-levels or GCSEs, whatever. Not O-levels, is it? Or money, perhaps is important. Or maybe our family. Oh, is this going to balance? Oh, I'm playing with fire here. I'm just going to have to hold it, aren't I? Or maybe it's health. Maybe we're just desperate for our vaccine. Uh, maybe it's your iPad that just keeps you going. Christina Rossetti, I love this phrase she used. She talks about us being in love with our own desolation. I'm running out of bricks. We'll stick that one on top. Maybe that's what keeps us going, just being miserable. But these are all substitutes, aren't they? They're all substitutes for what we are really resting on. Or maybe for many of us, actually it's not any of these particularly, maybe it's just ourselves. We're self-sufficient. We can cope. We're individuals. I don't need Jesus in my life. I feel fine, thank you very much. Well, I think recently, probably, over the last year, many of us have begun to understand that these little bricks really aren't enough. These really aren't cornerstones that we thought they were. And you know, the Bible agrees with you, if that's what you think. If you just sort of think through the Bible, think of some of the stories in the Bible, you think perhaps about... David's family life, King David's family life, lets him down. Uh, we think about the man who was building bigger barns and died that same day. That let him down. Solomon writes later in life and he says all the learning in the world, all the fun that he's had, he calls it's just sowing the wind. 
It's not going to hit the camera. Don't panic. Or Job. If anybody knew about desolation, it was Job. And then right at the beginning, you think, Adam and Eve, what's all that about? Adam and Eve say, no, we're all right. We don't need God. We can make our own minds up. You see, each little cornerstone has just failed. It has not kept that person safe. It does not satisfy. It will not see us through death. But our cornerstone and my cornerstone and yours, if you trust him, the Lord Jesus Christ, he does sustain. Jesus says, whoever's seen me has seen the Father. So Jesus is not just a a great guru or a great teacher. He is the creator of the whole universe. And that means we don't need to do anything. We just rest on him. He is our cornerstone we will not want. Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. So you know, I was wrong earlier about this cornerstone because actually it's not that great an example is it if I was asked Ben to come along with his socially distanced Chris Eubank boxing glove I think probably he can knock me off this cornerstone oh crikey quite easily (laughs) thank you right that was a little bit more energetic uh, than I was expecting Um, but it doesn't take much does it to knock me off that cornerstone. You see, when Paul was talking about his cornerstone, he was probably thinking more like the thing we saw earlier when we looked at the temple. Do you know, they were so massive, those cornerstones. They say they weighed something like 500 tons. They were 12 metres long, and they were 3 metres wide, and they were 3 metres high. So I thought I'd bring one along, but I couldn't quite manage it. So this cornerstone is half the width, but it's still going to be over three metres wide. And you can imagine it's three metres deep. And the fact is that if I've got a cornerstone that is this big and this solid, and you can hear the construction work going on as it's being laid, then actually nothing is going to knock me off. I'm going to disappear off camera for a minute because I need to get the boxing glove. We'll be back. Here comes the boxing glove. And there is Ben resting on the cornerstone. And actually, he's quite safe up there. There's nothing I can do. (laughs) I'm making him worried. But I can't get to him. Because he is safe on this huge, enormous, solid, cornerstone that is the Lord Jesus Jesus sits as the son of man at the right hand of God above every power of the evil one above every name in heaven on earth he is our God and our saviour and high priest he's defeated death and he loves us with an everlasting love you know we live in a world of uh, uncertainty and ambiguity and in areas like gender and and history and and truth things are so fluid and things can change and things are redefined and many of us may be very comfortable with that 
and we may be very used to that but Jesus says in all that change and ambiguity he is our rock he is the radiance of the glory of God God, the exact imprint of God's nature says Hebrews he will never leave us he will never forsake us however we feel whatever we do don't worry Jesus says you can rest on me this huge cornerstone so in a sense we do nothing we just rest but of course we heard earlier bricks don't just do nothing they also do something because they hold each other up that's what, that's what bricks do Paul says here that we're a temple being built together here's a uh, a Minecraft, I'm not going to run the video, it's a bit long but here's a Minecraft temple uh, being built and this is when it's nearly finished but you know, something happens in Minecraft that doesn't happen in the real world it doesn't even happen in Lego and that is you can have floating bricks but that's not what Paul talks about here notice how many verses here talk about us being together big theme in Ephesians verse 19 we are fellow citizens members together of a household verse 21 the whole building is joined up verse 22 we are being built together you know there's something here John Stott talking about this passage he talks about every member ministry in the church the bricks don't float around like this they're not independent they all rest on the cornerstone there's the cornerstone but they also do something so how do we how do we build each other up well we do that as we've already talked a little bit by studying the bible together by praying and worship um, Judith and I, I think have been blown away over the last few weeks with the amount of uh, thoughtfulness in the church after Judith's dad died and the cards and the flowers and even the cakes uh, and that's wonderful and it's what we should be doing but I wonder whether we need to do a bit more because you know we're all God's people filled with his Holy Spirit and equipped with his gifts to help build the church Tozer says I think rather scarily Christ will judge me not by how much I have done but by how much I could have done not by what I've done but what I could have done so just a question as we move towards the end is to think about how am I using my spiritual gifts my talents if you like to build up the church and I want to be quite specific for a minute because actually there is a real need there's a real need here in this fellowship in, in helping with the children's work in technical skills uh, helping on the PCC all sorts of areas in the church we need help and as we come back out of lockdown it would just be great if folk were to release their spiritual gifts in the service of the church I know too that when you hear something like that everybody's default decision is I'd love to help but I haven't got time I'm too busy do you know, I think this is extraordinary. In the last year, two separate surveys published about a month ago said that over the last year, we have increased our working day, this is amazing, by two hours a day. 
I thought that was a typo when I first read it. Isn't that extraordinary? Two hours a day, extra work, extra productivity. Now, if that's you, I just want to ask you, and for me, well, those two hours productivity, what are they building on? What cornerstone is that building on? And imagine you were to tithe a tenth of that extra two hours. Can't think what that is, 12 minutes, isn't it? Imagine you were just to say, how can I use that time for building up the Lord's people? Maybe, as we rest securely up here, we can refocus about what that means for my daily life. So, Jesus is our cornerstone and he's my cornerstone. He's the creator God, our saving and loving God. There can be no surer or firmer foundation for our lives. Whatever comes our way, we are safe and secure resting on him. That means I'm free to build up others. means I'm free not to keep worrying about myself. So this coming week, let's do both of those things. Let's rest on Jesus, our cornerstone. And let's build each other up. Let's do nothing and do something.